Hello everybody and welcome to Saints Radio. It's great to be able to come spend this time with you on this midday on Tuesday, the very last week of September. It's a great thing to have Monica in her anointed chair across the holy table. Uh, there's, there's so much power there. We, we even have signs that Verizon has posted over her head warning about be careful in this area because there's just too much power and uh, so I, I noticed I noticed those signs there the other day I thought when did they put those up there so uh, it has to do with the radio tower that's over but I just I think uh, I think it's just interesting that you sit immediately under that. I never noticed that. No, it's new. I mean, this was, wasn't here last week. Uh, I remember when they put that tower in, I walked the property and came up through this building with a, an independent text tech guy who was probing the EMFs and all the other things that they had to prove for the city and neighborhood. But... Um, I will reach out to the attorneys from Verizon and ask them if they have done that again, and if not, I want to go with them. But there shouldn't be any problem there. That's TMI. But um, <laughs> I notice you edging away, <laughs> away from it. Maybe I should move. <laughs> I need to get an umbrella. <laughs> no, I think some... some uh, some ardent soul decided to stick those up there because that tower's been here for years now. And I saw for myself that there wasn't anything going down. Um, anyway, we hope all is well in your your Terrio and I'm very grateful that we are well over a week away from the conclusion of our seminar because last week was really a, a very unusual time in so many ways. Um, you know, we used to we used to talk about that. I remember when we used when we would have scores of people coming from the French-speaking world and um, so many of them not our not our leadership but so many of them expected us to line up counseling appointments with them and um, prophet prophecies and by Thursday after seminar we said man you know <laughs> seminar itself is draining and then you should really be processing and you should really be girding against a, a, a counterattack of some of any sort and uh, uh, and then there were those who say oh seminars over we're just going to go and take a vacation a vacay now you know we're just going to kick back and and I said wait a second <laughs> you can't do that 
So the, the week after seminar is always a, it's a, it's a triumphant time in some ways, but it is one that is ripe with lots of different examples over the years where the enemy has attacked or tried to uh, create issues. And last week was definitely uh, an example of that in many ways. Um, I, I'm just grateful, again, you, you have to learn how to navigate those waters because those are different. Those types of activities are different than any other you face. That on the surface it may seem like, oh, well, you know, um, it's just an issue of, of the challenges of life, and, and, and they are challenges, but that that time frame is 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 one where we we have to be on guard and we have to be willing to come against the battle in the rear regard you know if we if we believe what the scripture says about god hiding us in the in the cleft under his hand and then when that is over you you're able to see the the re-regard, the re-reward of the Lord. And what Robert Fulton mentioned from the book of Hebrews when he was ministering uh, during seminar, he, he quoted where it says, Modi, Mos, Modi, Moses exceedingly feared and trembled. I mean, that, that in itself, when you come through something that God has done, is a, is a quaking moment in a good way, but in a demanding way. And I think that, so you, to me, you have three, three main fact, well, four factors. Number one, after any kind of, a, of an enterprise for the Lord that's ordained by him, you're, you're going to have weariness just because it's draining. Second is the enemy's going to try to do some swift kicks to try to keep you from gaining any semblance of positive frame from what God has done. Thirdly, you've got, um, you know, you've got that measure where you are reflecting and God is letting you see. And that, that is a, that's a trembling moment. And um, it's not a bad thing. It's not something you're afraid of. But if, if you, it's kind of like a halah where Daniel said, you know, I, as a result of the vision, I was sick. I was hala many days, and but I proceeded with the king's business. Um, and then, fourthly, you've you've got to be processing all of that. It's 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 warfare. It's it's every measure of what you are as a saint. Every measure of what you are as a mighty man. Every measure of what you are as a son is brought into an, a mature display during that time. And it's, it's I would think that it, and, and we've done these things so many times and we're grateful for it, not only here but other places. But in reflection, I would say that that time concluding a, a, a gathering is more 
more exertion than the gathering itself and more exertion than the prep because you've got to display um, maturity and you've got to to display um, a skill set of knowing how to handle all that it's it's a harvest it's a defense it's a processing it is a a carefully careful crafting of what's there and, and it's an encounter with the Lord you know we've said this just even with um, interpretation now, if you have a time where God's speaking to you you can glean a lot from that time and you should record it and you should do all the things that we've instructed over the years and learned but those ensuing days yield reams of insight as your spirit processes what you really encountered and your mind is playing catch up and um, the spirit is saying have you considered this or an angel might point out something and if you if you don't know how to process that in an interpretive vein to what end then is the the visitation I mean if, if you just have a visitation as glorious as that is and you don't learn anything from it if you, you're not impacted from it pretty soon God's going to say you know what I love this person but maybe I should give <laughs> maybe they either need to wake up or I need to give it to people that will do something with it because it's not just the visitation it's the it's the processing of it in partnership so last week was filled with lots of things I don't remember a seminar where I throughout the week I was fine but then every day last week I was just exhausted I don't mean just tired I mean exhausted and and I it was a spiritual influence and so what do I do with that I looked at the enemy trying to wear out the saints I looked at um, the halah business I looked at several other things to try to process if I'm feeling this what do I do in it and I didn't send out a prayer chain saying oh please pray for whatever I'm called I mean at some point you you've got to be that upper level of the mighty man where you're standing there with your spear in hand and you're saying all right but you know it's 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 amazing um it's amazing so I said all that and I tried not to step into your terrain at all because I know last week wasn't a, a hayride for you in any way but um, is there anything you would like to say about that whole process of what this specific moment in the Lord entails I think for me it's just been a moment in the Lord where 
the feast was wonderful and the revelation was wonderful and the gathering was wonderful and there was so much blessing and just being with in fellowship with our brothers and sisters and and what god did i think that never before in my walk as a saint in the midst of this ministry have i has it been more real to me as far as who i am and who he is and what he is doing in the midst of our journey with him and it, it's just be become vividly alive to me and very challenging and yet wonderful ways because as difficult as it is God loves the sacrifice. And I think that like I, I don't know when I've experienced a week where I have literally felt his word become flesh in me and touch me and just the frailty of who I am and my humanity and breathe. And I know that I've been walking that and living that. It's just, it was so vividly, it's been so vividly real to me that, you know, all these passages that I've quoted all my life that have meaning when I quote them have never had meaning like they have now. And I know that means something because it's, I mean, this is real. This isn't just preparation for something this is real and it's just it's been remarkable in a lot of ways but it's also been it's challenged me to the very core and I know that sounds completely dramatic and but I think for all of us to realize that these revelations and these things out of his word that he's laying before us they are so real and the application of them is so important for us as a people that in a lot of ways I think we have to wake up and realize that that it's not just he's giving us his word line upon line he's giving us his word to apply so that we can do his business and and have success in it for him so I I don't know pastor I mean there's there's a lot of different ways I could go with this question but I'm still there so well you know I I'm spoke last week about the necessity of thanks and um, I, I felt like that was not only a scriptural truism 
It's a it's a mandate in the in the principles of the Lord. And that's one of the things that no matter what what we might be going through, um, whatever whatever manifestation that may be, that we can offer to the Lord. And um, it's kind of like uh, the bread in the field that you find in communing with God. It seems like it's simple, but it's um, it's really an element of, of good things. And I, and I will say this, too. I mean, we, we did comment on the fact that you could tell that our saints have really, I don't want to say matured, because that's such a that's such a term that can be interpreted in a lot of ways. But you could tell that people had grown and had become strengthened, so many of, of them. And you and I had the privilege of uh, spending time with our French-speaking saints, uh, the, many of the leadership from the various countries in Europe, and um, it was apparent that they were really demonstrating a, a spiritual potency that was pronounced. Um, everybody looked the same. It was wonderful to see everybody. We had good fellowship, as, as you would imagine we would. But when it came time for either the questions and the answer, the questions, the perceptions of where God is walking us, the, the prayer time and the, the insights that came, um, it was it was really it was really profound i thought and you could sense the spirit so strongly and, and by that you know i don't mean just as wonderful as it is to just have the privilege of knowing that he's there and that is a glorious thing but that dimension of the spirit that has an impact on you I, I could feel that after we concluded that call, and I was so grateful for it. So, it's obvious that there are things that God is doing. I agree with you that we are living, we're not just being trained or prepared. This is on-site. Real-time. Application and revelation. And to me that that really speaks to me because I I have to I have to recognize that Honest, uh, honestly just being completely transparent I know he's always going to be preparing us because there's always more to learn of him yeah but I've, I've, I, my existence has really been in that, if thinking that I was in preparation, 
And I mean, even in ministry, I mean, just feeling like I was still in preparation. And and granted, like I said, we're always going to be learning and ever coming into the knowledge. But I just, I've never felt it so real and so present that this is, this is our reality. This is his reality. And it's not just, I don't know. I was, I, I saw last night, you probably saw this and I don't have it. Not, this probably doesn't even link here, but there's a pastor from Canada. Actually, I think he's of Polish descent that was arrested yesterday when he got back to Canada and he's going to be in prison for seven years for in what? Canada for keeping his church open oh, during really? no I didn't see that his name is Pastor Arlette and he yeah I, I'll send it to you but he left Canada and has been going around and ministering in the United States and and I Eric Trump is actually the one well several people posted it on social media the video of when his plane landed the police of the Canadian police were there to meet him and arrest him they put him on his knees and and he's being arrested he knew going back that he was being going to be arrested and thrown in prison for seven years because he kept his church open during COVID in Canada and 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 He knew that's what was going to happen if he went back. But he said that he went back because he felt like that's what the Lord wanted him to do, to fight. Even if he's in jail, to, I don't know. It's just, it's just the reality of, I mean, just the reality of, of, and I'm not saying that's going to happen to any of us. I'm not saying that. But just the reality of this world that we're living in and the persecution now that's coming against the church and, and against God's ministers and any number of us that we have got to know who we are and what he has called us to. And, and we have got to stand in that regardless of what that looks like. And you talk about the French people or the French-speaking people that we met with on Saturday. I mean, if I could say one thing about what I saw during that time with them was they are all faithfully standing, yeah. regardless of how hard it's been for them. And we don't even know the extent of how hard it's been for them where they are. We know what we've lived, and, and I mean... But the only thing that saved us in the United States from that kind of uh, control is the separation between the federal government and the states. And but we even saw that tested where there were emergency powers. I was watching a video last night uh, from a church in was it Idaho? where they were meeting outside, they were all standing outside, they were singing, and the police were going through arresting them, one by one as they sang, because they were, they were singing. Australia is almost in complete lockdown. I mean, you 
it's it's control I mean it is it is terrible and so um, yeah I was I was listening to a podcast of um, a guy that because I and this is I I don't want to go into the vaccine but I'm just gonna just mention this podcast he was he was talking because there's I guess there's been word in different countries where they're gonna they're trying to cause churches to um, you can only come in if you're vaccinated that kind of thing and and that's huge and so I've been seeing just threads of that just through different media platforms that I follow and so this guy did this podcast where he went through scripture and he scripturally really defended us as Christians why that is just not right and you can stand against that to your government or to whoever and and you know maybe it's what some people are using that they're they're threatened to lose their job if they're not vaccinated so they use their Christian rights or whatever but um, he was talking about how that was creeping into the church and would probably continue to do so and what do you do about that and so he was just giving scriptural basis foundation for for why that's not how you can defend that long story short he said that you know the days of public worship with mega churches and just the big public worship in the United States and maybe throughout the world that you know that that may be coming that may be changing and was talking about how you know the different countries where they have the underground churches and things like that and you know just you talk about thanks I mean it just makes you give thanks for the freedom that we do still have and that we can still gather and that no wonder the enemy came against us so hard last week or maybe continuing to do so um, because we can't back down yeah. we have to stand and continue and be the force on behalf of the Lord for just getting his message out and equipping and yeah so yeah I mean I, I, I do believe that there's going to be a a respite of some sort but this this process has been a, a training it, it for for the enemy and for society and there will be something else that comes and the lessons they've learned through this unprecedented thing will have been um, uh, very slickly in place and I, I think that at that point uh, it may it may bring a whole new dimension to our understanding of what the mark is um, but where we are now is uh, what is our mission as saints well this is it's to pray our, our partnering with God in his mysteries 
is is a Im- very important thing. It's his vengeance, his nacham, God bringing that before us. That's what he does with those that are in his his friends, the prophets, <laughs> the, the, like the, the the Moses, the Abraham, the you know. That's where we are, the Noahs. That that's where God is has us. Are we are we really valuing that, and are we sowing into that scriptural invitation? I also think that you have to look that during this pandemic, God allowed us as a Saints Network to acquire new capacities to not only record but to reach out. And we're going to have to, with this in mind, we're going to have to get the essential elements of what the the foundational practice of the Saints are, and we're going to have to record them. We're going to have to teach them. We're going to have to put the progression down very clearly, and then it's going to have to be put forward into some other languages that are um, that are part of the of the people groups that God is stirring, and then they'll take it and they'll put it into other languages. But we we've got to do this. In fact, early this morning I was praying, okay, Father, what what is our next step? Because it's work. I mean, it's not like just sitting. As wonderful as this is. This is just fun for me to sit here and to talk into this mic and for us to exchange things and to to know that our saints family is hearing this. But when you go about the business of trying to teach a something like what we're talking about, putting it together, honing it, getting it up there, um, that's work. And and it's not just the work. It's you want to do it right. You don't want to invest hours of labor and then think, geez, we should have done it a different way. I mean, that boat sailed. Because this is really for the times that we're living in for people who are hungry. It's also for the times that we'll come into where people are sequestered. They can't get out. But thankfully, they can still pray and apply these things as saints in their outposts throughout the world. And thirdly, it's the way God is going to supply his church if it is truly hidden. Uh, I still don't know how we'll do it. There's going to be a technological advance in some way for when the Internet is shut down or when it is just highly restricted oh it could never be it's happening now what was it the uh, governor there was a female governor of one of the southern states was it I forget which state it is forgive me it's just one of those things that glitched I see the picture of the lady but the tech gurus have removed her Facebook page she's in the midst of a re-election campaign they've just removed who is the Republican candidate, a sitting governor, they just totally blotted her out. And we've seen other examples of that. So if you think that they won't, that the enemy in his 666 mentality won't say, okay, we got to stop this, think again. So we've got to believe that somehow God is going to make a way for 
these crucial things to be put into the hearts and hands of people. But that's where we are. So it's not just, oh, yeah, we're just a ministry. You know, we're trying to reach out to all the Christians that are playing around. And, you know, maybe a couple of them are hungry and they'll they'll want something deeper. Um, those days are past. And I, I didn't like those days to begin with. <laughs> I just didn't. It's, it's, and you know that. I mean, how many times have I voiced, you know, I'm tired of, I'm tired of, bringing the truth to people that want ice cream and popsicles and um, so as you said we're we are living in um, days of action right now you know you mentioned Noah and <clears throat> then a calm and I I was looking back just through scripture a couple days ago when I was studying in the Psalms about the Nakam and and the Lord reminded me how, you know, we talk about as in the days of Noah, which <laughs> we're pretty close. <laughs> but about how when, you know, the Lord the Lord brought Noah in onto this earth and when he named Noah when he named him Nuach, that that whole process of his name was associated with Nakam. Mm-hmm. It's in scripture, and I don't have the scripture right in front of me. I'm just telling you, it's in scripture. I mean, God said that. And then Noah's existence and what he did before the Lord, which, it, it, I mean, it was, it was Nakam throughout. And the it way really that he, was. it really was. And you think about his name really depicts the breath of God. And that Nakam is that, it, it, to me, it's like the expression of God's spirit. Like his breath. It's like, I mean, I know it's repentance. I also know it's a sigh. I know it's, it, it, to me, it just depicts the depiction of his spirit, his breath. And on behalf of his purpose. And and so we all need to be as Noah, we need to be as Nuak individuals that are willing no matter, I mean, think about what that day looked like. I mean, it was evil. It was so evil, God said, I am going to destroy them. And I mean, I know that you probably feel his heartbeat very closely in, at times when he considers this world and the darkness on this world. And so I, I, to me, that is that calm, that revelation of that is to me, it's just it's like epic for us in our in our in in the application of who we are and what he's called us to do well, it's it's really the operational it's the operation of travail it's the operation of partnership it's the oper, it's the operation of the burden and but how many times oh, i'm sorry go ahead no but it, it comes through the breath 
Yeah, but it's God meeting with you, and it's not, and we've said this over and over again, I hate that term repent, because it's really not what it is, because that, that would suggest that, oh, I made a mistake, I'm really sorry I did that, I repent. It's what we feel when we're saying, Father, this is what you want to do, and things have gone haywire. And what do we, what, how do you want, how are you going to adjust course or make a modification to get things back on track or to get things on track? So it, it's, it's, it's that commune with God that um, is really involved there. And he chooses for it to be that way because he knows what he's going to do. It's not like if you if you don't do it, I'm not going to do it. It's it's an invitation to us, but when you step into that, it's not easy. It's it's not okay if you do these three things and you declare this, everything's going to be fine. That is not what a partnership with the Lord is. I mean, that doesn't really cost you anything. It's just a few deductions. But this is you're feeling the tempest of the flame of his judgment and burning. You're in that crucible between what function is and what purpose is and how do you get purpose to become the fire of function? How do you do that? And and you, you really think about that, I never thought about it this way, like the woman with the issue of blood who reached out and touched the hem of the Lord's garment and dunamis fire came out, she touched fire and dunamis came out. How does that same factor? You've got the, you've got the purpose of God in the, you've got the purpose of God in the robe, the mishpat. You've got the burning going on with the woman. But what did she have to give? What did she have to sacrifice? What did she have to do, in order to access that? I mean, it it really is a nacham. She had heard of him. And she said, if I can align with that purpose, if I can reach out and touch that, that's, that's the process in some ways of an acham revelation. And you, you have full confidence that if you do what he's saying, his purpose will be done. And it's like what, what you see in um, what we read about during seminar where p- ten, 10 people of various languages will come and say you know let us let us do this with you it's it's um, let's halal with you we have heard that God is with you we see that when you stand in that gap and you you do this the favor of God is with you which is really what Nuach is you know I remember when we we did those initial studies of Nuach and I remember how much of the blessing it was to use you named just named your child that no the lord did well (laughs) but you had to do it um but um i remember studying that uh, months months ago and i i remember just the reality that just through the pathway of God, you know, the children of Israel and through God's people through the Old Covenant, because Nakam is a is a Hebrew term, how that 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 expression, that partnership was used when God was at the edge of wanting to destroy them or 
and 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 he changed his course to really what his original intent was not that his original intent how, how do I say this I remember thinking wait I know God didn't change his mind here's was his purpose the people would not abide in his purpose so they're veering off and they're doing all kinds of horrible things and then he says okay I'm gonna smite them all and then there was the partnership the Nakam and then he brought things back into alignment and didn't smite them does that make sense and and just the reality that that was like a process that went on through the old covenant and still today um, God doesn't change his mind his purpose and his 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 intentions are true and real but his judgment and burning his wrath will hit and I don't know. It's just, it's just such a, there's so much to it. Yeah. So. Well, you think about the, the new ark and how that the first fruits is a necessity for the new ark to be upon you. And that's really what separates the ruach, which is God, from the new ark. I mean, you can, you can be in the presence of the Lord. You know, God came down to Adam and Eve in the cool, the ruach of the day. But obviously, the objective was to get them to, to, to meet with him and to, and to enter into a nuach kind of a relationship. And it's, it's a covering that makes the enemy shake, but, but you, have to, you have to give the first fruits as like the, the man that came and to the, the, the prophet and gave the first fruits of the bread to feed the sons of the prophets and the new ark of God then was upon him and um, I think that's all of those things fit in here um, we have to give the, we really have to step up and give the first fruits into this into this process because it's all coming together and we see it and we feel it and we would not well why didn't God tell you about this 20 years ago really I mean there are two things that have happened between 20 years ago and now more than that but two things number one there has been a process of revelations in his word that we've had to learn and we've had to live through them. And secondly, we've had to show ourselves faithful from promotion to promotion to promotion in the Lord to be able to come to this point where we could look at these passages, just like Sunday, going through Isaiah 61. I felt kind of bad for our visitors, but bang, 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 one after another, it was a high level principle concept and you put it together and you see this this was why Jesus preached that message why he stopped when he did and what it means to Nacham you know what it means to to bring comfort you know to those that mourn and the three facets of ministering to that dry place that are listed there I mean, would we have understood all that 20 years ago? 
No. And, and we're still grappling to process and apply it and do it because you do and then you teach. But um, it's an exciting moment if you look at it from that standpoint. But you better stay in the center because it's just like anything else. I mean, if you're in a if you're in a uh, Cat Five tornado, you better hope you can stay in the center of that thing because the the velocities surrounding in that circle of the Lord are phenomenal and you, you can't you can't let it being in the midst you can't sacrifice in the midst you've, you've got to you got to stay with him amen amen so we have a new month coming up on Friday and what month is that October which means eight but it's really the tenth month and uh, that is one of our fastest feasting months and it also coincides with what we've believed as saints, and I'm not getting all Jewish on you here, but it really is the beginning of the new spiritual year, or um, stepping into as forerunners and pioneers of intercession, <clears throat> leading into what the new year entails, and that new year is the, the year of the saints, of holiness. Um, so, this coming Saturday is the first Saturday, and we are going to make this, by what I believe is a very strong directive of the Lord, into a time frame where we come and we surrender the garments rolled in blood, <laughs> the, the filthy garments that... Um, uh, the book of Zechariah speaks about regarding Joshua and um, we need to lay down the things that from this past year that we've gone through there have been a lot of victories there have been a lot of major steps forward a lot of wonderful things but there have been a lot of questions there have been a lot of battles there have been some losses in the natural there have been some really perplexing moments but we can't carry any we can rejoice in the Lord but we can't carry any of that into the new we've got to we've got to come before the Lord in a holy moment which is really what the fast of feasting was for and we've got to lay that down and let the Spirit of God wash us I think one of the ways he's washing us is by his word. That's a scriptural thing. Washing of water by the word. He's opening up incredible, as you mentioned, veins of gold. And we need to let those identities and those invitations and those measures of strengthening and instruction 
wash over us and let our let our minds be cleansed and renewed by the washing of the water of the word so that that's our mindset that's our spiritual meat going forward and we need to let God heal and cleanse from the things of the past we need to embrace Tob and peace and we need to we need to embrace what we need to walk that it's the the white linen of the saints we need to let God adorn us with that but you know in in my house Kelly's gearing up for another little one to to grace us and I remember trying to when the twins were little trying to change them and get get them to change clothes it's very difficult to get a kid who doesn't want to change clothes to get clothes changed <laughs> it's kind of like uh, oh well you know what I mean so we've, we've got to make it a, a, a holy uh, offering to God with thanksgiving and come and say Father thank you for what you've led us through thank you for the victories thank you for the positioning thank you for the prospect of what's ahead in your timing and we we surrender all of the things from this past year and we welcome the garment of praise we welcome the garment of, of looking forward to the new and the accoutrements of battle, the, the strategies, we welcome them. And I don't know about any of you, but I'm ready to let go of that, that stuff. I'm tired of I'm tired of the battle that we, that the, the parameters of the battle we've been in. It was necessary, but we've 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 got a year ahead that we're believing is going to be a triumphant one so we've got to be we've got to be readied so that's kind of a perspective from my view of what we need to be doing in this 10th month as we enter into a new spiritual year what say ye Well, I, I hearken back to, and I know we weren't going to talk about this, but I just, I was pretty much in the 23rd Psalm last week, and I, when you were talking about that and talking about it being the fast of feasting month, which it is, I remembered about really the second part of that psalm where there's a shift there where you know you walk through the valley of the shadow of death you don't fear evil he is with us and then there's this shift where he's like the host of this feast and and we know that he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies but then he says and not to skip past that but that's not my point and then he says that he anoints our head with oil and our cup 
runs over. And, you know, I always thought that that oil was like the pressing, was like the anointing oil, and it's not. It's like an oil for a feast that, you, that he would adorn us with that would touch. It, it's like oil that makes our, brings health to our bones, our structure, but also brightens our countenance. And I think that's very powerful especially in the you know at the table in the presence of the enemy because that's so important that because you know it's it's a choice to do what you just said you know what i mean it's a choice to to lay those things down and and go forth in joy and and in thanksgiving and let our garments be washed and become white again and and our countenance to glow that's a choice. You have to choose to do that. And then he says our cup runs over, which really is abundance, the abundance of life for, that he has for us. And then, of course, he talks about how the um, mercy and mercy and goodness and mercy, goodness and mercy follow us, which is where he 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 shares his his tobe directives with us at that mercy seat in that intimate commune before the angels and so I, I just I just overlapped what you were talking about about Saturday about being at the table with him and and really receiving that oil and because I need my countenance to be lightened I, I need an enlightenment because it's been it's been a time of mourning for me and um, but I have to choose to step into that. And so, yeah. You know, we really believe that our steps are ordered of God. And that nothing that's happening to us is beyond the realm of what God is allowing for a purpose. And I have to believe that that measure of oil that you just mentioned in the midst of a true sense of mourning is not something that God is... I have to believe that it is something that God is using to prepare the deepest parts of who you are. You know, it's interesting, too. That's so good. It's interesting, too, because that oil... It's, it's likened to the fat that comes from the best sacrifice. So it's like the fat from the ashes that comes from the rich sacrifice. Mm. <laughs> so I, I, I agree. Well, so that's what two minutes left. That's why I'm segueing, segueing so quickly. That's what we're going to be coming before the Lord to be in agreement concerning this that was a bad choice of progression of verbs and nouns, <laughs> participles that's what we're coming before the Lord to express on this weekend which will be October 2nd and so uh, let's not miss that appointment with God, a first Saturday appointment, and uh, 
You heard it here, folks. First, folks, uh, it's part of your subscription to the Chit Chat Hour, Saints Radio. And, and nobody that, it's those that aren't listening are going to get the email in time to do it, but you've got a head, you've got an advance notice. So let's prepare ourselves for for what that means for all of us and let's be ready and willing to do it. Um, let's see here. Well, actually, we started later. So we truly do have about three minutes, a little over three minutes left. Is there anything further you want to say? Okay. Well, God bless all of you. These are great days to be serving our Father. We speak blessing over each of you, encouragement, and the abiding presence of our Lord. May He be with you, and may He lead you in paths of righteousness in accordance with what His name is doing. And we'll look forward to being able to break bread together tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live and pray together this coming Saturday. So may God bless you all. Thank you for joining us and uh, have a wonderful remainder of your day. Goodbye.